over the wand, a puff of smoke, and the magic man pulls one out of the hat. I still, still can't believe it happened. Welcome to the Marrows Magic Podcast, where the magic happens. Back for a second season. I'm Silver Lassie, your host. Also back for a second season, the great man, Hawks Premiership player, Xavier Ellis. G'day, Zave. I've just noticed you added a bit where, where the magic happens. Well, Is that a little slogan in the off-season you picked up? Well, the, obviously, we used to give the sponsor a bit of a plug this time last year on that little section, and we're still uh, there's a bit of a space there for that sponsorship at the minute, so you had to... Think of something to fill the gap. I didn't mind it. Where, didn't the, magic mind, no, where the magic happens, I didn't mind it at all. But, uh, mate, great to be back. Looking forward to another footy season. I know it's hard to think about footy season when uh, Mitch Marsh is going bananas in the big bash as we speak. But it's around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously second season. So those who are new to the podcast or haven't heard much of us before, Zabe was a very enthusiastic first-time goer last year in fantasy. But I'm a big believer of a second-year breakout. So, so not second-year blues, the op- actual no, I opposite. think that's a myth, the blues, and they all talk about third-year breakout. But in terms of fantasy, so Clayton Oliver, his second year jumped from a 67 averaging player to a 102, mm-hmm. won me a car. Torano went from a 61 first season to a 91 a second season, yeah. won me a car. The one last year wasn't as prominent, but like a Noah Anderson went from a 59 to an 81. He was the, probably the pick of the... The 2019 draftees in their second year. So I'm ready for the, the Derrick Henry's second year breakout. And I don't mind the Derrick, yes, the Derrick Henry's. They will come back, they will come back. And guess what I'm going to do this year, Selbs? What are you going to do, Zay? Not listen to your advice again and <laughs> see how well I go. So that was interesting last year. So uh, you're back, mate. Good to see you again. It's been a little while. How have you been? I've uh, been good, mate. Just uh, did a week over in Rottnest Island with the family and the kids and an extension of that, about 50 other people and families. It was, uh, yeah, it was it. I'm hearing rumours you hate Rottnest Island, mm-hmm. which no one can possibly hate Rotto. So I had a nip over there, see it for myself, and I'm, yep. you're there perched up, kids with them, beer <laughs> in hand at the pub, watching the test match crew. said, mate, what is there to hate about here? No, I'm, I'm now that guy who swims sub. I, went, I, went, I was there for a week, went in the ocean every day, didn't put my head under. Uh, I'm that fat bloke who wears a T-shirt in the water now because I don't get sunburned. I did have a contract with the missus, uh, the wife I should say, that uh, allowed me two and a half hours at the pub undisrupted with the kids and that sort of stuff, which went down really well until I made a little error on day two. and Overstayed your welcome. And I lost all rights. <laughs> I lost all rights. So, uh, no, nah, mate, it's always good fun to get away and, and get to rottenness. You were... You were there for for the Saturday, but uh, you've been popping in in and out of uh, Rotto with weddings. You've had weddings galore. Weddings galore, mate. It's wedding season over in WA. I think it's because this time last year was when the, all the shutdowns were happening. So everyone who was meant to get married last year booted it this year. So yep. we just talking in back to back to back. So even the one just gone, the Sunday just gone, had a good mate's wedding. And I'm not sure if you heard the fantasy podcast with the traders. This yeah, week. yeah. Launched one on the Monday, and bloody Warney called me up 8 a.m. Day after this wedding, and I listened back to it. I don't know if I like listening to your voice at the best mm, of no, times. No, I hate it. Jeez, I was so croaky hung. I actually don't mind the croakiness because if you're not croaky, I reckon everyone sounds like, if, when you're listening back to yourself, <laughs> you sound like an absolute squeezer. Yeah, squeeze, but it's also, oh, jeez, I rattled, Did you make any I, I rattled, sense? I rattled on at the best of times, as you know, but jeez, you mm. should have listened, take a listen to that if you do. See, so if you did, obviously apologise for those if I did carry on a bit. And then, but also, Warnie, you don't want to say good stuff Warnie. to them. You don't want to say good stuff to them. You turn yeah, up so, a bit yeah. half cut. Warning, I'm going to get you back one day soon with an early call after. A big one for you. So that was, yeah, one winning there. Another one, um, speaking of Rotto, we had a good friend, friend of the podcast, Matty DeBoer. Ah, yes. Uh, had his wedding over at Rotto, actually, which was good fun. And I um, thought, yeah, a funny thing which did happen there. So we're talking Matty DeBoer, all the free, old exit Frio players there. Pavlich. Floating around. Pavlich. Fifey. 
MC on the night was obviously one of his mates, a ripper bloke too, old Petey, he's a, he's a gun. He, uh, he was the MC and obviously a bit nervous. He's sitting there, he opens up with, oh, yeah, geez, a bit nervous here, guys. Obviously got some big names in the crowd. Yeah, Got Channel course. 9's newsreader, the captain of Frio, Matty Pavlich, sitting oh, at the front. Pav- he probably should have been the MC, though, the way he works around the media. He's a ripper. I've had a little bit to do with running to him a few times recently and get more and more out of him. Yeah. yeah. With the, well, you work with Basil too. I've been abs- oh, the two snots <laughs> of Perth. So there's him, there's Mundy. He makes a little Mundy, gag about oh. him. He goes, oh, we've also got the, the guy who's um, achieved the highest accolade, individual accolade you can in, in footy. Not just mm-hmm. once, but twice. Oh, obviously. Everyone turns around, looks at Fife. Fife, he kind of sits up pretty proudly. He's like... Silverless DA AFL <laughs> fantasy champions. Got a good little laugh and, and got uh, one of the woods. So. That's good though. He, he, he's the tension cracker gag. Was uh, I must ask was was Fifey there alone or was he there with um, the one twenty five outside off stump? No, he also that was his other go to gag. He, he then thanked uh, the WBBL uh, scheduling committee to somehow orchestrate that the Sixers yeah. were playing in Perth. At oh, that were they? Week. Hey, uh, so, mate. Yeah. Yeah, big off mate. Between that, a toddler which doesn't sleep and trying to get to work on this Mirror's Magic 2022 season getting guide. Getting How are you going? Enough to keep me busy. Getting there, mate. There's yeah. 780 comments and each year I look at them think, oh, yeah, we'll knock this one out. And then when you're probably four, even when you're... When, when did you start writing comments? What year? The second year. So this will be the fourth season guide right. out there. The oh, first nah. year. I would have loved to have seen if you wrote a season guide about me. No, I, I would have loved out. to have found it, yeah. I've been okay. in strife with a couple, though. You bump into him, a good mate, Lockie Keefe, who's also at the Giants. He's read a few. He's not <laughs> I think I said something like, oh, athletic tall, but not in their best 22. And oh, really oh, oh, not happy. So I'm trying to be more friendly to some players now. So, yeah, it's been it's been busy, and but I do need to get a wriggle, obviously, because... Yeah, fantasy's open, mate. It's open. It's, it's open season. So what does that mean, mate? What, what does fantasy season mean? What's 22 look like? What are your thoughts? Is it different? I must, I must confess, I haven't uh, dialed into the Derrick Henrys and done a little bit of a scan just yet, but uh, what does it look like, the season 22 so far, with uh, any changes, anything like that? Yeah, so I'm with you normally. I don't jump in early, and it's actually sti- oh, you don't? stitched me up once before of that tiebreaker because I re- registered after the other guy. So. Oh, that's right. That is a little head. Is that changed now? That's still there. They should get that as promotion. So make sure you register because the story is sold that when you tied the first, the second time, yeah, the car went to the other bloke originally because he signed in what four hours before you. Four hours before I thought I had him because I was over at, over uh, in but the it, states it, at that time, and the time difference on the email. I thought yeah. I thought I had him, but then when you did the calculations, yeah. But regard, but regardless, in all honesty, like even if you had got the car and the other guy had missed out. I would, well, have, I would have argued oh, I would have argued for the other oh, every day of the week. Yeah. So thanks to Oda for, for doing that that year. But I like to go through, do all my profiles first and try not to be clouded. And that's why yep. I've had a few guys, particularly my brother-in-law, feel a bit guilty, sent me a, a picture of his team and what's your thoughts on this? But I'd, I'd quite like to sit back, look at all the profiles one by one with any cloudment of judgment before I then rip in there and yeah. look about how to structure this side. So in terms of early thoughts... It would, Today we're going to talk more like a macro, less specific in terms of individual players. But the big one's the bigger salary cap, which we've been handed out thanks yep. to Warnie. He's really um, opened up his wallet and let us let us spend. Well, that. why would that be? Well, they follow it with the official AFL salary cap to kind of keep it right. right okay, and yep, the yep, salary yep. cap makes went sense. Up but where things do differ, so the salary cap went up from fourteen point eight million to thirteen million. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 
went down. Uh, so it went from up, 13 from to 14, 13. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but that doesn't mean we have an extra 1.8 mil to go and, and spend up. Because the, the ma- price is going Well, the magic number also goes up. Yeah, okay. What is the, ma- what do you, what is the magic number? So the magic number is the number which is used yeah. to help determine someone's price. This sounds Wongster. It's straight from the Wongster's playbook. It's used to determine someone's price as a dollar figure. So what right. that player is actually, whether it's 700000 500000 whatever it is. So in terms of the pricing formula, we've gone through this before, and it's the same as every year. The pricing formula is whatever their adjusted average is or whatever their average was last year times by whatever this magic number is. Yeah. So in terms of this adjusted average, if you've played over 10 games a prior season, you, you price at whatever that average is times the magic number. Yeah. If you've played less than that, then you price at whatever your lowest season average was between last year and the year before. And this is obviously to stop players, say, round one next year, God forbid he doesn't touch wood, say Tom Mitchell. No, you don't, don't use another name. Uh, use another um, name. Sorry, you cannot use – I'm running for the Brownlow early. So please <laughs> find another name to use. We'll just go with – Wally Wise is really what he's like. And we had Ollie at 40s last year. Right, we'll go Ollie. So say he doesn't need 10 minutes in yeah. round one on 15 – the next year, he's not going to be priced at 15. So they obviously have to look at their higher score the year prior Got to you. make it a bit fair. Otherwise, it's going to be too many real cheapies. But if you played less than 10, you get a discount. Uh, 3% per game less than 10, okay. you'll get a discount on that average. So someone like a James Sisley, who missed all of last year, mm. he'll be priced at his price two years ago less 30%. So you get a, a bit of a buffer there. Whereas a Jeremy Howe... Yeah. He played eight games last year, so he'll get priced on whatever his highest average was from this year and last year. And unfortunately, he averaged 107 the prior year, only 73 the year just gone. So he'll be priced on his 107, less the discount of 6%, and that yeah. spits out his price. So in terms of, sorry, last thing, just using that magic number, you then get that his average, which is 107 times the magic number for this year, if anyone's playing at home or the Wonkster, it's, and thanks to the Wonkster, it's 8,386. Less than 6%, and that then gives him his 843K, so you know, okay, right. that's what he's paid for. So has the Wonks have been able to adapt on the run with the price projector? I know this is just completely a random question, but the Wonks is the best in the business. Yeah, so that magic number does change. So the yep. price projector won't be up and going until no, of course. close to the yeah, season. Yeah, but no, she, don't worry about the Wonks. Mate. She, no, the Wonks is a genius, isn't she's she? She's all over. So that's all good and well, but that's exactly how players have been priced for prior years. All right, I get it, I get it. That makes sense. The magic number, though... Do people need to know much about it in, in nah. all seriousness or is it just here's some fantasy gold? Now, nah, so I ignore it. So basically it's just to make, rather than having the, the game saying 84, 82, 63, whatever they're priced at, it just yeah. gives it a nice round okay. dollar figure, which is equivalent kind of what players' salaries are in real life. So it's a bit of a mythical number. And for me, I, I don't want to go back on old ground and we talked about Buffett last year, but one of his, his quotes he likes saying is that... Oh, we did too. We well, he likes saying the dollars, Well, he likes saying is a price is what you pay and value is what you get. So I ignore that price. So yeah. price, like Jeremy Howe price at 840 or whatever he is, what does that mean? It's nothing. Mm-hmm. You see, he's priced at 104. Well, yeah. that's, that's the value you're getting for that price. And you think, okay, can he score more? Well, probably not. So you'll hear me uh, very rarely when we go through the season guide and the in-season when we do the, the emails, I always just refer to what their price at because that's a number you can always refer to prior years. Okay, how many people have you had price at this amount and is this then a discount? What do you think they're going to score? Yeah. Whereas the actual dollar figure actually doesn't mean much. But okay, let's just really run back again. I know I'm long-winded about this. I just had a golf before call to the Wonks, so I'm really fresh You're fresh and firing, yeah. The salary cap has gone up like it did in the AFL, like we mentioned, from 13 mil to 14.8 mil. So that's a 13.8% increase. Yeah. 
whereas the magic number's only gone up 9.8%. What the money you've got to spend is 138 So that's the so extra buffer you've ching got. Ching. So what do we all talk about, that's a buffer, but what does that actually mean? And essentially, it's equivalent. If you've got your full bench full of basement rookie prices, mm-hmm. you've got an extra 498 k to spend. Or, as I say, I like talking about what someone's priced at, an extra 59 points to distribute on your field. So that's okay. a, a couple extra points per player, but... Mm-hmm. To put in real terms, you can essentially get, rather than getting someone priced at 35, which is the top price rookie, so Jason Horn Francis in this year, not saying he's not going to be a good pick, but with that extra 59 points or 498k, yeah. you can spend someone who costs 94 points, which Lockie Neal, coincidentally, is about 94,000. So you're essentially getting an extra premium on your field than you were before. Okay. I like it. Than you were last year. So, yeah, certainly An more. extra premium on the ground, and your team's obviously going to look better, but everyone's going to look better. Yeah, so more to spend, and that, yeah. that's always... But the, well, I've mentioned before, it's, you feel a lot better about looking at your side come round one. Yeah, of course. So, right, I've got more, a little bit more money, a fraction more to spend. DPPs, what's going on there? Uh, has there been any changes uh, with the rules or anything? No change with the rules, but I think there needs to be. So, I, I did okay. mention this on, on Warney's pod the other day. The, the way they... And how did Warney take it? Well, I was croaky and probably still pissed. I'm not <laughs> I didn't come across clear. So essentially, a player needs to play 35% either forward or back Elsewhere. Yeah. to be considered a mid-forward or forward-mid mm-hmm. for fantasy purposes. And they determine that where, whether, where they start, where the heat map is, where they move. But a lot okay. of it is where they start the ground. And it's been 35% for a lot or since I remember DPP coming in. I think it needs to adjust with... Firstly, the cap rotation. So before people, midfielders need to rest, they'd go off. Yeah. Now say they're resting forward, they're getting a bit more forward A bit more time. juice in there, yeah, of course. Then with this 6-6-6 rule, someone who back in the day, a high half forward, might even start up on a wing and then just go to every stoppage and run around like an extra midfielder. Yeah. He's now starting inside 50. So champion, I say, oh, okay, he's starting yeah, yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a forward. Well, so, Josh Kelly there for the first six weeks was a, a forward. Yeah, well, he then got that, but he actually yeah. did spend forward. No, he was forward, but then you've got, and, and a lot of AFL clubs do this, is a little way to break a tag essentially as well. Come off the top of the square, in you go. So you've started as a forward, in you go, and then a winger or someone just goes to half forward. So. On the whiteboard, on the magnet board, you're a forward. And as per champion data, oh, tick that yeah. box. So that with a, and, and just a little one. So when you are sitting on the bench, the laptop or the TV screen you see is champion data for the, the team. So it, it, it'll say, Xavier Ellis being on the ground for 13 minutes, da, 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 and your position will be locked in. Yeah. So they won't move until the next centre bounce. Bang, oh, there you are. And then they move you. So they'll be, oh, Josh Kelly's sitting forward here. Yeah. He's, he's taken a But he might, have, he might have been there for four seconds. Yeah, so what does that then mean? It means we've got players like Mitch Duncan, who for me is not a forward, no. is he? <laughs> is Jed he? Anderson, not a forward. Jed, no. Or, yeah, spends time with him, but he's not he, a forward. But he's, he's not a forward, but he just he had no hamstrings this year either, or he had injuries going on. He, yeah. Trelaw. So, yeah. And then yep. Canelio, Taranto, yeah, they played a bit of forward late. Canelio's going to be interesting, out. though. What are they going to do with him? We'll talk about him yeah. more in a minute, but... Basically, it means that we've got a plethora of options up forward and all those which can score well. I remember last year we're toying with like a Tom Phillips as your... As your oh, yeah. I don't want to bring up bad names. Yeah, I did Jesus. this to poor Roy the other day. Oh, these are sort of players we were sort of backing on being our best forwards. Was now we've yeah. got a, a Taranto who went 108 last year, 115 the first half and, and has two 110-plus scores in the last five years. 
Duncan's got two 110 plus scores in the last five years. Trelaw, two times 110 scores in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Then there's Jed Anderson, who you know we love. We love Jed. Led the comp for points per minute 2022. Looked Injuries okay last again. year until he got injured. Yeah. And then Cogs has two. No, he looked really players. good last year until injured. Looked really good. Throw yeah. in Dunkley, who I cop that he's a four because he does spend time there with old Bevo going Bevo and then side bottom. So you, you've all of a sudden got a lot more than your six forwards yeah. capable of scoring 110, which is getting real uber territory. Mm. Yeah, for, for a fantasy folk, it just means that, you're, that this rolling 22, best 22, whether you start with them or don't start with them, you're going to have a team who are going to be capable of producing some pretty pretty big scoring. Yeah. The only thing is, it all sounds pretty rosy, but they do come with their risks. So, yeah. what, Taranto, we saw that split last year. We went 115 in the first half. He then dipped right off when he did actually spend 40, time forward playing yeah. this well, Toby Green role. Forward, but And yeah. Toby Green is missing the first few weeks for that suspension. So he what, got that lifted, didn't he? What, what did he end up getting? We when they went back, it was like... It's still enough, I think. It's still no, no, it's heaps. Yeah, shit, no, it's a lot. Because he went back and they doubled it or whatever it was in the end. Yeah, they, they increased. So <laughs> yeah. will Torano then play that? They love calling him the Toby Green role. Mm. Duncan, who's now over 30, which makes me feel old. He's now over 30, which is, I consider him you, AFL. You season. get the, t- the texture out, don't you? Played 10 games last year with soft tissue injuries, gets injured. So he's another one who potentially could be injured. Trelaw, I know you love him. You've always loved I him. Love I him. think he's still got no hamstrings. No, he's lost that, that, grand fi- that grand that final, though, still, like, he's still got it. Well, he's turned himself to a genuine gun inside mid, yeah. but he's lost. He used to dash out and take that marks. A, and he, and he, was as, he was a hungry little hippo, Hungry too. hippo, whereas yeah. now he just gets wins at the contest, does spread a bit when he's got ball if in You don't hands, see him running and getting one, two, three, four. And, yeah. Which means he's had those two years over 110, I think, Without those outside marks he used to get, they're out. So he might st- he's still a great option, and he comes in discounted. But yeah. he's. I'll talk about all these people one ten upside. They're all there's some pressure on them all. And then there's Jed Anderson, who you know we love him. We've spoke about it before, but yeah, mate, Ruse is starting to get some depth in there in that midfield. That, that, the only thing I'd say is with Cunnington, unfortunately, his timeline is a little bit inconsistent. Yeah, that with his cancer treatment and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, true. Whereas there's Jai Simkin, who's Leaps and gun, bounds. Gun, yeah, gun. So LDU, they're going to give more time in there this year. Imagine yeah. Taron Thomas was awesome Tarrant in Thomas, there towards the end of last year. Horn France, they're talking about a 74-30 split, but I think they're going to want oh, to I give love, him some time. I in love there. that they gave him the number one draft pick too and didn't yeah, bid, so didn't bid and force. Yeah, make the, make him the man of the draft, which they did, which is great. Tom Powell looked, showed signs early last year. I think he'll get more times in there. And then there's yeah. old Hugh Greenwood who's rocked up. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm well, not anyway, there, what I'm saying is that there's a lot where you there's look enough at there. Anderson, who's yeah. a bit older now. Yeah, he might not get that high points. And what about two inside mid as we've seen? Jed Anderson misses enough football where people go, oh, he's however old Jed is. He was at Hawthorne when I was there, so he's, he must be reasonable age. But there's he, he's been there long. Um, where they go, yeah, but he, he's missed 25 games in the last year, so his body's not beaten up. You're like, yeah. These hamstrings and calves just keep tearing, <laughs> and his shoulders rooted. I've heard that argument before. Yeah, no, they were like, saying that added extra four years to your career because he's. How good he did three ACLs? Yeah, no, not good. Like, then you, then not you look good. at Selwood, who has copped those hard hits. Yeah, he's still he keeps going. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. So. Hey, uh, mate, it is a tricky time though, and um, well, WA we've just closed the borders and footy's hard. And but you look at the NBA, uh, we both do NBA fantasy selves and NFL. I'm up, up, absolutely up to my ears in it. A lot of uncertainties. What do we expect? Yeah. yeah this, I don't um, like yeah. talking because it's, uh, on every bullet, bullet, even what they just came out with the Swans 10 players or what. So we, we're not here to talk about COVID. But yeah, Swans 10 players, what's this? 
Yeah, I've been in Rotto for I'm 10 days. I've been in Rotto. So yesterday, 10 of them tested positive. They're all gone. 10 swans players tested positive. But mate, this is just some part and parcel with the NBA team, which I've just copped. Yeah, I oh, know. No. I just got a notification. Trey Young's in health and um, safety, safety or whatever. Yeah. He's the last of my team who's yeah. healthy. So essentially, we walked in last year, and I mentioned this with Wardy as well, but walked in last year with so much uncertainty around time on ground we went from the 16 minute quarters to back to back 20 to good, yeah. and all these players were priced higher like Lockie Neal was paying 96% game time yeah. so he didn't need the rest Max Gorn 96% game time didn't need the rest so all these premiums were priced so highly that we were thinking well what's going to happen are they going to come back down to 84% or they going to stay at 94 so that was knowing how that was going to work after that short break and yeah. then couple that with the new rules the kick in rule the man on the mark rule, where I remember the preseason, we like Jaden Short got a one seventy one, Houston one fifty, even our mate yeah. Jordan Clark one thirty five. I think, oh geez, this is an easy game for halfback flankers. Yeah, Fill yeah, your yeah. team with them. But as the season went on, the top two scorers in defence were Laird and Mills, who yeah. played inside mid. So fantasy fantasy players might be smarter than the rules, AFL rules. But the coaches are smarter than everyone. Yeah, they eventually catch up. Yeah, they just sh- shut that stuff down. They catch up. So what, what ended up showing, even, sorry, there was even a period there where we didn't know what was going to happen with the Ruckman because no one was sc- scoring early yeah, on. But then that's right. Gorn yeah. went on and, and went well. So in terms of walking into 2022, I actually feel a lot more certain in terms of what roles players are going to play, what sort of players you need in each position to to develop a good team. I've obviously got my blueprint of winning sides yeah, for the blueprint. last couple of years and yeah. I've added that, overlaid that with... Ash, so my advice is just to keep doing what you're doing and if any uncertainty comes, God forbid, with the COVID, which I dare say it will, I think we've just got to deal with that when it comes. I did see Jepper, who's a very good uh, fantasy man and yeah. player and, and a good friend of ours. He wrote some articles for us last yeah, year for part of the season guide. Job. He did say maybe limit to one premium per side in your team, just in case, say, is, is an outbreak in... Like ten swans going out, yeah, on a boat party through the harbour. Yeah, you're only Max going to lose. So you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want a Lockie Neal and a Jared Lyons. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I, I'm still reverting back to just play it as per normal. Having said that, I typically only keep one premium. That's almost part of my rules per team anyway, and it yeah. helps with the yeah, bias traction and everything. Yeah. So that, that that I think will. It's the blueprint. The blueprint will come out. So with this blueprint, so I have overlaid it with Ashley, the winner last year, her team, and a lot more of yeah. this, this will be in the season, guys. A lot of what we do, how the teams are structured, how they get themselves in a position they were at the start, which included players like Jordan Clark and Tom yeah. Phillips and Degoe, a lot of It's about working out quick enough to jump players ship, you started it? with it, And <laughs> how she moved from that position yeah. to then get a side good enough to win a car. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of reflecting on the past, and a lot of this is about processes, what's worked, and how we can achieve that again yeah. and rather than just doing that same thing every time again hoping for a, a different result so the one small interesting point I've, I've seen in t- looking at Ashley's team is like the four winning sides before her there's been no player in that side who's priced more than 116 so 2017 when I won it Tom Mitchell was my most expensive mid oh, this is midfielders by the way so yeah, of course he was priced at 106 Lockie Neal when I won it the next time 2018, he was priced at 100. Mind you, Tom Mitchell was at 127, and that's who James had who also won it. Yeah. And I probably paid more than that, I think, in round four to, to, to catch get him up. back in. Yeah. But in terms of your mind, two winning sides, and then Craig, 2019, Cogs at 110 was the most expensive. Trent in 2020, McRae, 116, and Ashley last year had McRae at 116. So 116 seems to be about the sweet spot, and we yeah. all know that fantasy is about picking value and getting players coming up and buying low, selling high, and a lot of that is about not overspending your big money on these premiums. 
or top price premiums, hoping to get the next batch. Because if we look at Took Miller last year, Jack Steele last year, Jared Lyons last well, year. the big three. The big three. The big three. What are your thoughts on them? Well, they weren't the big three a year ago. No. So a lot of it is they to, are now, though. to look and try to find that, that big three of this year. But they're all pretty similar. They're all tough, uncompromising. And, mate, I reckon two years ago they weren't – like, fancy folk know them, but particularly Miller and Jared Lyons, they certainly weren't household names, which I think also – I don't know if this is a filter in the, the season guy, but they, these are the sort of players who do push hard for that little extra plus six or lay that extra uncompromising tack, which Fifey and Dusty don't do. So a lot about it, the way they play, they're, they're all top three tacklers in the comp. They'll never get tagged. Maybe steal this year, and who knows, maybe even Miller might get a bit of tag. But they're very much in your Dane Swan, Matt Boyd, Tom Mitchell of the past who have been your uber, uber premiums. And it's hard to see any of those three um, pegging back at all from what they did last year. No, no, I agree with what you said, uh, Sells. With, with Miller, like, regardless what what he really does, what are the Gold Coast going to do? So, is he going to get tagged? Probably not. Like, you're not going in. More chance this year than last year. But of course, yes. but Gold Coast, you're not going in. Yeah. And a lot of the times, good teams go, we don't tag. Yeah. So, we're, we're well, that's a that's a great result yeah. with both um, Bulldogs and Melbourne winning. Or yeah. Yeah. Neither of them really tagged. No. Liber did a bit of defence at times. But Liber did defensive times. stuff. We still went after the footy Fairly. and stuff. So, so anyone um, following this blueprint of the AFL yeah. means no tag, which is good for fancy coaches. No, no, so that's right. And, and you go, right, well, and your favourite to win the game. So do you need to shut down a bloke who gets 40 touches if you still win the game? Coaches could not care what opposition players do unless you win the game. Could not care less. So um, Miller's as good as gold. Jeff Steele can get it done inside regardless. So he got sat on a couple of times last year, still managed to get it done. Which just, just tackles his way just, through Just it. through it and, and finds a little bit more open space than you sort of got used to seeing. Like he can pop out, you know, some quarters where he'd have 13 touches in games. You go with three or four marks, you go, Jesus, how's he finding that space? I can cop nine touches where it's two kicks and six, uh, seven handballs. Yeah. But he was having, you know, 13 touches with marks well, that's and a, kicks. And when you add the tackle overlay, those yeah. days you don't yeah. get tags, you've got the ability to go from a 120 to a 150, as we saw yeah. a bit last year. So, no, nah, I'm all still... And Jared Lyons, I've just had a little bit of a thought, actually. I think I'm going to back into in the brown line. Jesus. So, Tom Mitchell and Jared Lyons. I, I think Jared Lyons... He's not. He's, he's the player that just goes about his business. Is, is he not? Is he any different? Ollie Wines? Oh, the fact that he wasn't a, a prior top ten draft pick at the Golden Shot of Adelaide. You've probably match the stats up next to each other. They're probably not far off. My only thing about Lyons, so you're still captain. He's the best player in that team. Yeah. you know he's going to play that role. Potentially gets tagged. So you're going to say Lockie Neal's the best player in that team? No, nah, but Miller. Gun, we've seen it last year. There's no yeah, question. They're, they're now, clear. I thought they were eventually going to play more kids, but he's now no, no. that's his role for the next. But, but Brisbane Lions, Brisbane Lions are in the window, so they ain't mucking around. Not mucking around, but do you feel? I just feel that midfield's a little bit one pace with Lockie Neal. Yeah, but I don't think Jared Lyons is the one that changes. You can Neal. Well, Jared Lyons can't play half back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm and Lockie Neal. I think is. Uh, you know how it ended last year, trying to come back to WA, all that sort of stuff. I, I, I don't know. I, I, um, I think Jared Lyons will be right there. I think okay. Jared, I can't see any any de- any deficit in any of them. But out of those big three, it's hard because of the way they play uncompromising, whatever it is, it's hard to see them dipping on what they did last year. No, 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 so no, 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 when no. I'm saying the blueprint says one sixteen is probably the, the sweet spot. Yeah. Obviously, we've got this extra salary cap, which might be enough for you to, to sneak him bump in. up someone yeah. up to one of those guys. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot more of that will be... Well, you're right. You look around. 
I reckon they're at their maximum. Like they're, they're good players. Yeah. They're hard to stop. They're hard to stop their style. But then you just dip down a little bit. You, keep, you mentioned Tom Mitchell a couple of times. He's priced a lot. He's around that sweet spot of the 116. Of your Jack yep. McRae's, these yep. sorts of yep. players. Those so guys. There's every chance they could outscore. And yeah, obviously we'll, we'll work a lot through that when we start doing all this, these profiles and, and yep. I can get a better feel for, for the competition and what we're running with. Mate, season guy, let's push on to there because uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful night to head for a beer. Now, um, let's talk about the season guide. What can we expect? Any new features? I mean, last year I was really surprised at how good it was, to be honest with you. Yep. Yeah, uh, we've tried to improve it again. So obviously got those profiles again, 780 of them. Look at them one-on-one and you've got the filtering ability, sorting. I've changed a few categories so it's a bit easier to filter for whether yeah. it's a draft sleeper or whatever it is. But on that overlay with an improved website, trying to make it more user-friendly, little things like export to PDF, making your draft order a little bit easier to use and more practical so people can print them off, take them to their draft and use them on the game day. Uh, a new couple of new tools actually you've got this yeah. awesome little um, player comparison thing which I think that's is a good one I, I do like and a fellow use that regularly yeah into, when you're looking at yeah, trade players yeah, it says yeah, you work out where on. they're going who yeah. they're doing what they're happening yeah. very similar that. and then obviously new pods last year we, well I was very new this year you make a living off sitting with that microphone in your hand and a beer in the other hand which is doing right <laughs> as we speak but still early doors particularly season guide where we're yeah. doing just I think we did a couple of them. I'm hoping to punch out a lot more of those things too. But the season so. guide, the original season guide was fantastic, but it, there was an end point. Whereas when you've got different features, you end the season long. Yeah, well, um, basically we're hoping to tick every box where we've got. Yeah. If you like to consume content, content through podcasts, hoping to give that. If you like looking at the data, we've got the Wongster who's producing some of the really elite stats, particularly this best 22 analysis, which is we've dug into and adding a few more stats features to there. I think that's going to be... yeah. Great, and then there's also the articles too. If you, you're more of a reader, so hoping we're to cover all those bases, and that's that's what we're sort of trying to do this year. Nah, love it, like it. Well, you're also doing something differently this year. Something that I did a little bit more when I was in Melbourne. To be fair, well, a lot in Melbourne yeah. do do this, yeah, which is super coach, super coach. I, that's what I played as a youngster. Um, well, you would have been a good super. It's outside wingman, clean enough, um, disposal physically. I'm pretty sure I've seen a record top ten goal kickers. Accuracy with a certain amount of shots, and you're sitting quite happily. Are you still in the top 10? You're talking history, are you? Yeah, still top 10. <laughs> I think Tony Lockett's above me. Oh, Johnny Coleman, you're good in Coventry, but uh, yeah, it's still top 10. So, yeah, so I've had a few people ask, look, this looks great, particularly Melbourne, which big. Can this apply this to Supercoach? So, yeah, we've basically produced the exact same products yeah. with the stats, price project, all this, Baron Planner, and it will te- definitely be a separate entity because. I know a lot of people who play fantasy don't like Supercoach yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, so course. I don't want to clog people's feed. I know they follow me and, and do what I do because they love fantasy. So but I'm still going to be purely AFL fantasy, but yeah. we're still going to have an ability. If you want Supercoach, there'll be a little toggle on the website. You can click it and all the stats will update and, and uh, yeah. bios will update as per Now, I don't know whether many people know this, but uh, I was surprised when I said I used to do a bit of Supercoach. I was no good at it, but... You had one crack at Supercoach, or you had a little dip at Supercoach, and uh, <laughs> and where'd you finish? So is that enough for, for people? Is your Supercoach knowledge? Have you got a bit more yeah, to add to it? or But I know, where did you finish to start with? But have you got other people on board? What's happening? Yeah, so this is obviously a long, long time ago before I was good at fantasy. Was I was played Supercoach, and there was a year I came second out of WA. I think I ended up in the top 20 trying to chase this guy because he was a separate price for WA, but I was top 10 for a lot of the year. Yeah. It's quite funny in the West Australian they or the Perth now on the Sunday they used to put up the um, the leaderboard for the WA and I yeah. was sitting there top or second. 
it coincided with my very brief and not very successful waffle career. So I'd go every <laughs> Sunday morning, walk in, look at the stats, go to the bottom, see, see if I'd lose out a couple of kicks. What, what was your best waffle go? Oh. How many was Jay goals? Nah, nah. I think I played 25. I might have kicked six goals from a 25. There okay. was a game there as a ruck, but yeah. I had over 20 and over 20 hit outs. I okay. reckon I would have t- turned up in the fantasy. It, wasn't, it wasn't the one against Nick, that. Oh, I certainly wasn't. The one against <laughs> Nick, that. But um, yeah, so I used to, yeah, they'd flick across and look at the, the Herald Sun. So I am okay with it, but I haven't played for so many years. And yeah. what we try to do, it, well, what I'm trying to do and instill in. The supporters and members of Maroos Magic is not so much say you have to pick this player. This is I think yeah. this guy's going to be good. It's a lot about what has worked for us in the past because we've seen what does work and help with philosophies and what we would do and yeah, pick certain players who do that. So we like to try to get experience of people who have done really well in it and, yeah. and pride ourselves on that and knowing that not many other. If you want to get the best advice, you come from those who yeah. have done well in the past. So I've gone out there and. Hunted him down, and, and I've actually got the best super coach of all time, and he'll be the one who'll be providing <laughs> yeah. all the, the comments and separate podcasts yeah. again. So those. Well, so what you read's not too. your knowledge as much as your knowledge of super coach would be very good. Yeah, no, it's but me. the profiles and stuff. He's writing. Them he's all. writing. Them so all. I'm, yeah. essentially, I'll be you, the apprentice. Yeah, where I'll be yeah. hopefully listening a bit more than you do listen. Yeah, and Tom, the master, who'll be. Uh, Telling what he's done, what he's past, done, what he's thinking. So just a bit of comparison. The last two years in Supercoach has come top ten, and this guy Supercoach data worth following on on Twitter. He runs some pretty good numbers. He's done a hall of fame for base off players or coaches finishes. Okay, the last few years, and he's clearly number one because I think his other one before his top two, top tens was another top thousand finish. So right. Okay. He's the best in the business, Tommy. We were actually really wrapped and, and stoked to have him on board. And it's funny, I hunted him down on Twitter. Got him on board, got a Skype call thing. Gee, I hope this guy can actually, because my plan is that he'll be doing the podcast. And yeah. The way we use this dynamic, you're the funny man. I'll try to provide the stats. No, I'm serious. I thought, gee, I hope this guy could at least provide something. But no, he's, he's good. He's, he's good. He's, yeah, he's imagine if you've got fella. someone who couldn't talk. or Anyway, so that's great. So Tom's on board. He'll do the super coach with you. But uh, are you competing? What's going on? Well, I'm, so in terms of super coach, we've... I will put in a team, so I'm excited about that too. I'm going You're going to follow, play Supercoach. I'll follow Tommy, yeah. look at his philosophies, and like we try to do here, it's a lot about philosophies, and then it's up to you to use your intuition to say, yeah, okay, course. well, I think this player's going to do well, and yeah. I'll, I'll pick the player. So I'm excited, and if I do, no good, I can blame Tommy. Tom's no good, yeah. He's good, I'll get yeah, Tom's gone. Fantasy-wise, it's a tough one. I've mentioned it before. I'd love to play. I really miss the game, and it'd be yeah. good to see how we go. It's quite easy from the sideline to say, oh, I would have done that, should have done that, but... I mentioned before, I pride myself on trying to give the best advice possible. And if I was wanting to play again, I'd obviously want to do well and win. Yeah. So naturally, it's a bit compromised where... Oh, you actually really compromised. I might not be given yeah, the, of course. all my best advice. So, yep. yeah, to be decided, but we'll see how we go. I do miss it, we'll, but definitely Maroos match will be back, at least in the... Uh, the Supercoach side of things. So you might be able to get a little indication on what your team might look like. I know Supercoach scoring is completely different or whatnot, but you might get a couple of players that you like. To yeah, oh yeah. And I think it's going to help me to get a feel <clears throat> because it, it is good being on the sidelines and being a bit of an unbiased yeah. view that I haven't held this guy who scored 40 points the last yeah, five of weeks. And, and I'm saying, hold, yeah. hold him, it's going to come good. Whereas if I actually get that feel, oh, geez, okay, yeah. now, now I know why you want to get rid of him. So, And you can always follow the Derrick Henrys if you need a couple of trade. <laughs> a bit of wisdom. Mate, that's a lot going on for Maru's Magic. There can't possibly, hang on. There's not more. Well, there's one more little, I mentioned yeah. it when we did the announcement during the week. 
little side project we've been doing. A lot of this is with the Wonks, and those who don't know, the Wonks is this absolute weapon who has been a godsend to us. She yeah. helps us with the data, a proper certified Well, data she nailed the price projector, so you're ahead of everyone already. She's, uh, she's big on a women's AFL, and yeah. it's her goal to have a women's AFL fancy. So she's a bit disappointed. I think there was a poll put up last year. Would you play? And, and there's been nothing yet. So we've worked what together. Was, what was the poll? Do you know roughly? Was it... In favour or... Don't know. Can't remember. Anyway, don't know, interesting. Yeah, essentially, we've created it. So okay. it's just a small little project. Hopefully, we'll be, we're aiming to launch it in the next couple of days. Obviously, yeah. the season starts in two weeks, so we need to really get a run on But it looks really cool, really good. A good fun way for those, because I don't follow... It's my off-season. At this point, I'm still punching out my player profiles for the men, so I haven't been following the women's comp as much but I think if I have a team it's, and that's why I love fancy it's, yeah. it forces you to sit there and, and chase it and, and I think it'll be for those who do love fancy the way it's all structured and being built like it works the app itself and, and the website looks a treat and works a treat so hopefully you'll like it so this is just a yeah, little call up if you do see that Fock of course sign up free of charge just free, get involved free of charge. Just, just have fun you can even auto fill yeah. and we've put some decent teams there for you to auto fill so the more the merrier, it's going to help us. And in terms of prizes, they're TBC, but we're looking to get some pretty significant yeah. prizes, I'd bet. Well, yeah. I'm surprised the AFL hasn't jumped on, to be honest with you, with the women's stuff. Well, maybe next year it'll make all this work we've done go out, go, go out for water. But anyway, it's, it's coming. Get around it. That's, that's an exciting project, and I, I reckon you guys will really like it. As I said, prizes TBC, but they're, yeah. going to be, they're going to be pretty impressive prizes. And a lot of it too is we started Marooners Magic to help give back to the community and create joy through fantasy yeah. sports. Whether yeah. that's through helping people, as mentioned, joy through fantasy sports, but also Starlight. Well, that you, yeah. that's through fantasy. Yeah. So it's whether it's well, I mentioned where the magic happens, feel the magic. These people getting a good pick and feeling good about it. Yeah, Zave saying a few of his old Hawks gags, feeling good about it, helping with the Starlight. <laughs> we just mentioned in the, the announcement we. We were able to give our thirteenth and fourteenth Starlight wish last year. So a yeah, lot of the, brilliant. and part of this too is that mission of let's give back to the community, the fancy sport community being great. So we've been able to build this product, which I think is going to be really good and, and work well. Then no, it's and that's also, good too. That's a good investment by you to too. Be. Not in terms of financial, it's good in, to invest in the, the women's game. Mate, that's an absolute ripper. Uh, the Scorchers have made two hundred odds. So Marshy? Uh, 80 off uh, 50 or something. So, uh, mate, let, let's let's start wrapping up. It's, uh, the floor's yours, the platform's yours. Uh, the year last year was yours, and there were some uh, unbelievable results. So I was shocked too to start with, seven of the top ten, but uh, the floor's yours, mate. You, uh, you, you wrap it how you want to wrap it. I try to wrap it, start it like I wanted to start it. You bloody got stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was more just to thank the listeners, particularly yeah. Yeah, the members last year who helped support. And as I said, we've got the output of that is these good things we've done for the community. Can you remember when we were at uh, the the Canfield pub, uh, the Canfield pre-grand final? Yeah. And our bloody good old mate, Ethan, Ethan yeah. um, from South Australia was in town. Come across. Yes, came across. And uh, nah, so the, the, the fantasy community is bloody good. The amount of times that people go, oh, I listen to your podcast. So I do a couple of them. And they go, oh, Maria's magic, gee whiz, da, da, da. there's yeah. a good community out there. There's a really good community. No, it's, good, but it's obviously a small community and, and obviously want to thank all the new listeners today because we yeah. just open up the Spotify and Apple Pods and part of the plan is to do a lot more of this sort of stuff. When yeah. So you can't get access to it, particularly with before the season guides out. Obviously, there's still going to be those members-only pods when the, the season does start. Yep. There's a reason we, we, we like that and a lot of it is because 
we're yeah. still batting at less than 1% of the comp. Yeah. So it adds more value to what we're saying. So that's why I like it behind that. But in terms of the pods from last year, they've all been uploaded also on Spotify and, and Apple Pods. So yeah. if you really love your fancy and you want something to do, go maybe, maybe don't Maybe don't listen to the first couple. <laughs> we took a lot of warm-up. Yeah, we, did, we didn't roll into it early. But uh, That's it. So there'll be plenty yeah. more of this to come. Obviously, just want to yeah, wish everyone a happy Christmas and really start to have Big Zave back on board. So seven of the top ten last year. Let's just sit on that for a bit. Yeah, I think the system the works. The, what we try to instill, and it wasn't just if you want to win it. There's a lot of people who got PBs, whether it's top 15,000, top 10,000. They're just learning a few little things of what we've yeah. done in the past, what's worked in the past. Because I remember before I won it, I was like, well, how? Did, I'm so far behind these other people. I know a lot about footy. How does this team so far ahead? Whereas now I feel as if you, I know how to structure a side and what to do in the trades to at least, if those players you like perform... yeah. You can give it a shake. So no, um, make this second year second year breakout, eh? No second year blues. No, no Derek's second year Henry's. blues. Now I do need to say sub too. It's a Wednesday. I've got a family dinner on a Wednesday. Every Wednesday we have a family dinner, right? Um, there's a uh, I'm gonna we your mum's place in comparison to my in laws' place is a stone's throw away, but in between there is a there's this new joint that opened up called Village Social, which is in between both. I got, got a couple of beers on tap, a little secret spot. You get in there and hide and have a couple of beers. Every Wednesday night, I'd turn up to dinner and tell uh, everyone, oh, I've just got to go make a couple of phone calls. And I do love, my parents live in oh, NT. From the in-laws. So I leave, go make a couple of phone calls, but I hide at this village social, I think it's called. And anyway, I was sitting there the other day having a couple of beers by myself, no phone calls, I just debrief. You know, look at me fantasy type sides, NFL, AFL, yeah, basketball, whatever, Twitter, shoot out some stupid text messages, whatever I'm doing. Anyway, I was at a, a media awards night the other night and the chairman of Fremantle came over to Cotton and goes, oh, mate, I saw you the other night um, sitting by yourself having a beer. Is everything okay? I said, mate, everywhere. A bit like Smithy that day yeah. after the um, after sandpaper, yeah. you. Or? After sandpaper gate, Steve Smith. I said, oh, mate, I'm there every Wednesday for two schooners, jump back in the car and then shoot back to dinner and then uh, away we go. So... Uh, that's us, I reckon. I've got dinner now, but I reckon we can probably yeah, see the school. Well, don't, don't tell my wife, but yeah, we'll go see get Dale Alcock, eh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cheers, guys. Happy Christmas and stay safe.